Hello everyone, this is Steve and this is the Football Stadium Prince Podcast. It's episode 14, it's the 19th of February 2021 and it's a little bit later than normal, it's half past two. Although that's for me, not for you, because you will never be listening to this at half past two on the 19th of February 2021. That's gone, that time's gone, it's in the past. What have we got this week? It's questions. I've actually got some questions to answer. People have sent me questions on Twitter, which I've answered quickly, but I'm going to go into big, big detail. There you go, there's a real sentence for you, in a bit more depth. So that's what we're going to be doing. But first, we need a little Pac-Man jingle. Here it goes. Okay, now I'm just trying to find a suitable place to place my running order thing that reminds me about everything um, I'm going to be talking about. First of all, first of all while we're, I'm recording this right now, Scotland are beating Cyprus 6-0. Or it was when I started, let's just have a double check. It's Scotland women's team. No, oh my good grief. It's 9-0. 9-0 as I, I, as I talk right this minute. So that, oh, it jumped from 6 to 9 in no time at all. Good grief. Just a friendly, but that's a, a pretty decent run out for the, for the Scots women. So what have we been up to? Well, what, wait a minute. What, how do I normally start this? What's that about? Very quickly, because then if you're a new listener, you can decide, ah, oh, I'm no into this. I'm off. Or you can stick around. Well, it initially was just a way for me to chat out loud because normally during the week I sit and say nothing and this is the pre-pandemic um, times. I went from working in offices shops, things like that, where it's very social, to working on my own, which I love, it's totally fantastic, but I don't really speak to anyone. So I started doing these just as a way to exercise my voice, speak out loud, and have a conversation, albeit just 50% of a conversation, but 50% is better than nothing. At the moment, everybody's home because of the pandemic, so I am using it more of a way just to talk to somebody that isn't the family. Not that I don't like talking to them, it's just that I fancy having a change of scene and just talk about stuff I want to talk about. So that's that, that's what it's all about. We'll get to the questions that have been sent, which I'm very excited to get my to get to get stuck into. But first, while I do these, I also draw a fine line design for the t-shirts while I talk into the microphone. So that's why there's the odd bit of pausing every so often because I am drawn. And this week, it was suggested by Pete Bogdus on Twitter. I think he's San Francisco based. I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's the case because on Twitter at the time, it was on the back of a tweet about the Kezar Stadium. But his suggestion was, now make sure I get this right or I'll get it as correct as I possibly can. And I've done a great job of writing this down. Jesus Christ, Stephen, what the... Leoforos Alexandra Stadium. Leoforos Alexandra Stadium. Panathinaikos. Um, that is what we're doing today. It will be done in green to match there. Well, they've got quite a famous green and white striped shirt, don't they? Colour of their badge. Uh, with the clover and... Talking of the clover, the ground, the Leo 
I've, I've, I'm just going to double check. The uh, goss the name of the stadium, because I did such a bad job of writing that down, goodness me. Um, hmm. What? What's going on? Panathinaikos. Hang on, what's going on? Did they not play there? What's... what... what? Main Olympic Stadium. Is it... they're moving there, are they? What? Uh, I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. Let me just go. Right, here we are. Leo Foros Alexander Stadium. Sorry about all that. Uh, are they are they moving to an Olympic Stadium? I don't know. Anyway, what I was trying to get at is that their stadium used to have. Um, a huge clover on one of the stands. I think it's the east-facing stand. And I believe it's no longer there, but... This is my site. I can do what I want. And I'm putting it back in. So that clover on this fine line design will be there. Nobody can stop me. So thank you very much, Pete for your suggestion. That's great. This is going to be a fun one to do and hopefully it's going to look pretty sweet once it's completed. Um, at the moment doing, it's got quite a lot of trees around it despite being what well, looks like pretty much in, in the town. There's loads of buildings about. Um, there are loads of trees around which I always like. So I'm currently doing them. So there we go. What have we been up to? Before we get into the questions, what have we been up to? Over this past week since we last spoke, since last Friday. From a stadium point of view, we've done great... Well, we did a poll. And it was between... Oh, let me get this straight. It was between Brighton in Hove, um, Fenerbahce, Greenlaw FC, an amateur team in the borders, Scotland, and West Bromwich Albion. And Greenlaw went crazy for it. First off, as soon as, um, as soon as a Fenerbahce fan discovered that there was a poll going on, he just went crazy and cop and tagged in every what felt like every human being in Turkey. And it just went crazy. So as you can imagine, Green Lot, an amateur team, felt like oh we we're not gonna have any chance against the Turkish Giants. But oh my word did they put on a performance. To put it in it they came second, so they beat Brighton and Hove Albion. And West Brom. West Brom never really got their teeth stuck into it. But, um, Fenerbahce ended up winning oh, by, oh, they must have had about 1,200 votes, which is phenomenal. Greenlaw, the town only has about 600 people in it, 660 I think it was when I last had a look. And they got over 400 votes. They managed to get nearly two-thirds of their entire population, or the equivalent of, voting. Now, 440 votes, any poll that I run, that is winning it. And that is winning the poll by a long margin. No question. I mean, usually on one of my polls, you only need to vote about 50 votes, and you've won it, and your stadium will get done. So, despite Greenlaw not winning, I went ahead and did a design for them anyway. It was only fair. They put in a phenomenal effort, and it was it was really it was a fun one to do because it's it's an amateur ground, so it's just nice and 
small tree lined a nice um clubhouse behind the goal but off centre from the from the goal which keeps things nice and interesting from my point of view. So many trees here, it's lovely. Um keeps it interesting from my point of view. And it's just all tree lined at the back, it's really nice. Got a nice blue sky, clouds on that one. And I'm very thankful for the suggestion in the first place and I'm glad we managed to get it done. I also just finished Fenerbahce yesterday and I'm just currently sort of waiting, trying to pick a, a background for that one because I've gone a bit, one of the selections is a bit of a mirror of the pitch and my gut is that it's a bit wild, but I've put it I've put it out to a to Twitter, just a normal, regular looking sky. And then this slightly crazier one. And I put it out to Twitter just to get an idea. Do, do we like it? Do we not? So I'm just waiting to sort of get some feedback from that. But Fenerbahce's nearly done. Greenlaw FC's done and it's up there. Um I have just about started, oh we did another poll over on the the American account and it was, I can't remember the, I can't remember the teams, sorry, all teams that are, that were involved, but the, the team that won was Birmingham Legion and their ground, the BBVA field. And them winning was pretty much entirely down to one guy, Kaylor Hodges, who's been asking for that one for oh so so long. Um, Any time we try and get a, a poll that is involving US or Canadian clubs, Kaylor has been there. But this time, he went all out, copying in everybody he could think of to get. BBA, BBVA field done. Now we had stiff competition because one, um, that's a flag there, Stephen. We don't need to, that's not stanchion, that's flag. Um, there was stiff competition from the other one. Who was it? Oh, the, the, again, it was four clubs Richmond Kickers, the Birmingham Legion, FC Tulsa. Oh, and I've forgotten the fourth one. Uh, but FC Tulsa and their fans, they came out in numbers. Another, it was a big, it was a big poll again, but it was nowhere near the, the Turkish size one. But I think it was maybe four hundred total. And in the end, Kaylor managed to pull it home by just fifteen votes. Managed to get it over the line with just fifteen votes. So I'll be working on. Once this Panathinaikos is finished, I'll be working on the BBVA field. He also, I asked him if if he had any up-to-date photos of the ground. And once again, he just went to town, went doing a post, trying to get as many people as he knew who are fans to, to help out. And help out they did. They just fantastic. Um, I got photo after photo of this ground. It's got this great slogan, which I think at one point had something to do with their football team, um, which is foo. Oh, what is it? Football capital of the south. So I, he says there's there's sort of two main factors going on with their ground. There's the side that shows the press box which has that slogan on it which everyone knows to be from that ground or the view from that stand which is looking out towards the city and the hospital which I think might be a major employer in the area so it's an important feature I've actually got another ground uh, H 
Halifax Wanderers up in Canada. And I think the main building behind their stand is the hospital. And I think it's sort of... I think they're quite proud of the hospital as well. Which, I mean, why not? It's a place for taking care of the sick. Um, sorry, just a little pause while I check that stand. That's looking good. There's more trees. So yeah, so um, Birmingham Legion. Much credit to Kaylor Hodges for that, and well done, buddy. It's getting done. It will hopefully not take too long. On the back of that, I've also had the the American Twitter account is going fantastic. My admin. She is doing an amazing job. Thank you very much. Uh, I won't. I was about to say her name there, but I think she likes the anonymity that it has at the moment. So, unless told otherwise, I will keep her name off of here. But she is doing a fantastic job. And if you do follow the American account, you will probably have noticed that she's totally managed to bring a unique voice to that channel. It's definitely not me. That much is obvious. She, in fact, she's probably got a better knowledge of UK slash English football than I do. But she's doing great. She's doing fantastic. Um, what was... Oh, what was I saying? Why was I... Not that there's anything wrong with praising my American admin. Let me just have a sip of coffee. Why did it get on to that? Oh yeah, there was um, on the back of the the sort of success of those that American poll, I've had quite a few American supporters clubs of football clubs get in touch asking to how we go about getting there stadium done and can we work together or is there something we can do which is fantastic because I love it when people come to me and ask if there's a way to work together because it means I'm doing a good job it means people like what I'm doing they like what I've done for other clubs and want a bit of the same for themselves so that's been good thanks to those folk that have reached out for that, I've I think I've replied to everybody so far, and I hopefully get hopefully stay in touch and maybe get something done for your clubs. I won't once again before there's any before we've got something. Excuse me, my sushi coming back. Um, I won't go into too much detail until we've got stuff concrete. There's no sense in getting expectations up but the main point is that on the whole it's going really well loving the American adventure and Canadian adventure it's great fun so there was that what else have we been up to this week completely un football stadium related I am obsessed with a PlayStation game called Kingdom Come Deliverance. It at first glance, it's well. What's it like? It's it's an RPG game set in what the Dark Ages, but set in what was the Czech Republic, I think, Bohemia or something. I should really know this because the. The in it takes so long to load the introduction each time. Every time you start up, it takes so long to load that um, they basically manage to talk all the way um, 
tell me the entire backstory, but it's one of those ones where you know I'm now just switched off, so I'm not hearing it. But it's some I'm, I'm sure it's something like the old Czech Republic, uh, Bohemia. It's to do with King Wenceslas and his half brother Sigmundson of Hungary. Um, sorry, we're on to the stand now, and this is a little bit tricky. Onto this, but the, the back facing stand. But yeah, so it's set in that time frame. Normally, with games like that, you would expect dragons and spells and stuff like that. But it's not. It's all totally grounded in realism. And at first glance, the graphics are a bit janky because it's. I think it's maybe from 2017. It's not a new game. But once you get into it, that it. You're in, in amongst the forest and thing. The, the graphics are really cool. Like it doesn't. You're walking through a forest and none of it seems to repeat like you normally get with um, games like that. The really interesting looking forests and things. The city. The, I mean, there is. The, don't get me wrong. There is repetition. When it comes, you go into houses and stuff, and they, you start to see similarities. But that's that's a given. But the, you're building up these relationships. You're nicking, trying to nick stuff off everyone. Everything's very difficult at the beginning, like pickpocket, and you're like, "What the? No idea how you're meant to do it." When you're lock picking, you're like, "What? This is impossible. I'm never going to get it." And then you just start to slowly start leveling up. Things start becoming a little bit easier fighting or sword fighting and like I haven't got a I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. And then again as your as your stats build up, fighting becomes a little bit easier, become better at it. I've not even picked up I can't use a bow yet, bow and arrow. It just says, nah, you're not no danger son, you're not you're not strong enough for this. So Hold on. Um, I've not even used the bow yet. It's best off to try and avoid fighting anyway, I think. Because I'm just getting battered. I had to, I had to go and find out how to learn to read. When you're reading books and stuff, it takes you have to do past like. You can set aside like five hours, and you'll read the book, but you'll only maybe get like 60% through it, so you have to come back for more. But anyway, it's just, it's one of those ones like, I suppose like the Witcher and thing where you can do the main story. I haven't touched the main story, I've just been doing side missions. At night, the missus is like, are you, are you coming to bed or is that you for the night? And I'm like, oh, I'm just coming, I'm just coming. And then lo and behold, I look at the clock and it's half past one and I'm still because it, it, it's one of them ones where you're like oh just one more just one more one, one just, just go back to that town because I need to go back to that town to speak to such and such about such and such um I was going to try and find some lads a job and they asked me to come back the following day to see how they were getting on so let's go back let's go back and see how they're getting on and then then you get there, and then another mission starts, and you're like, oh my, right, let's just go and start this. But anyway, it's fantastic. But tonight, I think I'll give that a break. I got a beta access to... What was it? Roller? Roller something. Roller Destruction, Roller Derby. I don't know. So maybe try and give that a try. See if that works. Don't know if my pals have got access to it. I know one of them does. I was meant to email access to the other one and I forgot. Um, because I think we've pretty much given up on Dead by Daylight. Although I know there was a an update the other day. So maybe... Maybe give that a shout again tonight. 
Anyway, that's tonight. That's not what I've been up to. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah. So if you fancy losing yourself for God knows how many hours, you can do that. Jesus, 25 minutes. Right, let's get a crack on because I said this was to do with... This episode was to do with... Questions. People sent me in questions. So let's get them answered. While I just pop in the entrance into the stand. One second. There, there, there. Okay, first question. Wait. I'll have a drink of coffee because it's going to go cold. And just before going into the coffee, <laughs> no, into the questions, a quick plug, plea, slash, begging section of the tweet, the tweet, the podcast. If you have a spare quid a month, and it's going spare, please consider joining my Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash football stadium prints. It would be massively, massively appreciated. You'll get. Well, you get access to this podcast anyway. It. If you're a member of Patreon, you get it early. You get it on a Friday. And. It goes out to everybody on a Tuesday but if you do join Patreon you'll get not only this podcast early but you'll also be put into a monthly draw to win pages out of my sketchbook so pictures of the stadiums I do the original sketches but this is a huge fence that's going around here. Um, but I've been going back through back through the old sketchbook and adding watercolour to them. So there's a splash of colour. Was before it was just ink. And I've been going through all them and that's been that's been good fun. And every month I'm doing a draw live on Periscope. So it's on Twitter, so you can watch the live draw as it happens, using a electronic Bombola name picker thing. And whoever wins that gets sent some of my original sketches. It does state that you'll just get one a month, picked at random. But everybody that's won so far has definitely been sent more than one page from the book. From the sketchbook. And I hope to keep that up. We're sitting on 30 subs so far. That's incredible. Thank you very, very much, everybody. Um, if we get that up to 50, I'll start doing a... Let me just check. This is... Wow. I've just had a look at this properly. Put my head up and had a, a proper look at it. This is looking nice. This is looking lovely, if I do say so myself. Um, if we get to 50 subs, I'll start doing two draws a month. Um... But you also get the there's other you other advantages. Sometimes get sometimes try and do videos, although they've been a bit lacking of late. Um, we have a little tree over here, nice. And what else? You'll get a ten percent discount code for life from Football Stadium Prints for as long as you're a member. You also get. Behind the scenes pictures, work in progress pictures of the stadiums I'm working on. Um, what else? Oh, I can't think. Oh well, the main thing is you just uh, you will be supporting me in a way that I can't really even express properly. I, I it, do it do. Doing this job is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. What's not to love? I get to draw pictures for a living. But with that, there's no, there is no 
there's no steady income in this job, there's no guarantees or anything like that. With the Patreon income, the, the, the money that you guys contribute, that's like a steady, steady amount that comes in that, now, in no way, shape or form do I ever um, take it for granted, but there is an element of, like, oh, I can sort of get slightly guarantee on there being at least, maybe, enough money there to cover the hosting costs. And just knowing that, just knowing that, right, the website hosting costs are taken care of. That weight off my mind every month is unbelievable. It's unbelievable feeling just knowing, like, right, we don't need to worry about that. You can just keep on, keep on drawing. Don't worry about the hosting costs. At the end of the month, the website's still going to be live. That feeling is incredible. And that feeling is only there because of the people who have signed up to the Patreon and contribute each month. And you guys are... Yeah, I, I, I like I say, I, I don't know how to express my gratitude enough. Or how to do it clearly enough. I should really, when I'm trying to do this, but stop drawing and focus properly on being able to articulate it and thank, thank you for all, thank everybody for contributing. So, if you are listening to this and you do have a spare quid, please consider sending it my way. The difference it makes is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, that's not the right word. It's just ridiculously helpful. It, it is fantastic. And like I say, it just goes straight to the hosting cost. Just make sure that as long as the website's up, then there is the possibility that people will find it and buy something. So there we go. I've plugged Patreon enough. I think I have. Thank you. Right, the questions. Jeez, we're over half an hour and we've not even gotten to the main crux of it yet. But that's okay. Let's go. The first one is from Paul Connor. Paul Connor 23 uh, um, on Twitter. And he asks, how many non-league grounds have I completed? Well, non-league grounds are my absolute favourite to do. Scotland, England, um, they're not, I mean, these the, the ones I'm about to say aren't non-league, but the, 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 the lesser-known smaller leagues of America, outside the MLS, they're my favourite ones to do, the smaller places. But non-league Scotland and England, I think maybe, possibly England even more, because... Scottish ones I know, I know plenty about them, I've seen them, whereas English ones I'm always finding these new ones, and there are thousands, what certainly feels like thousands, to get to know. Um, let me just get this bend of the standing. Um, they're all interesting, there's barely two grounds that look the same, every all four sides are different if they're lucky enough to have four sides. Some of them just have the one. It doesn't matter how small or big the ground is. When you're down into the non-leagues, they're just they're just beautiful. And so much character. And they're usually still right in the heart of their community and them they really, really mean something. And this at this point of time during this pandemic, it must just be so difficult if you're a, a fan of one, a, a super small club like that and your only source of income is from the gate and it's just totally shut off. Oh, it must be devastating. But um, hopefully it'll be all over, that'll be all over soon. But um, that's not what the question is. The question is how many non-league grounds have I done? Well, I had to go and total them up. The... The I thought that well the biggest section to click in it is the England non-league section. I've got forty clubs in that one alone, but in the Scottish non 
league, it's sort of split that up into, um, well, I, although it's not quite right, I've got a section called Juniors, then the Lowland League and the Highland League, but the Juniors sort of has um, amateurs and mixtures, they're not all junior junior clubs. Um, but across all those three sections, there's 49. So I've got 89 clubs from Scotland and England. In fact, I've got a I've got a Welsh boys and girls club. Um, I forgot the I forgot the name of them. Did they play at the Bont? The Bont, the Penny Penny Darren boys and girls club. So actually, fifth. Uh, what did I say? 89. So 90, 90 non-league clubs, which uh, has actually taken me by surprise that there's that many. But then I've done nearly, I think, fast approaching um, 350 clubs now, which is pretty. Well, I, I, when I started all this off, I only meant to, do, I only meant to do breaking, and then I sort of started moving on to. Well, let's see what Montrose is, what, what, what was the the equivalent of the hedge to Montrose fans, and then for for, and then I set myself the goal of just trying to get the forty two done, and now I'm nearly hitting three hundred and fifty. Fantastic, but yeah, there you are, Paul. The amount I've done is eighty nine, ninety. Amazing. I'm loving that. And pl plenty more to come. In fact, I'm pretty sure, Paul, you've been requesting one for a long time and it's just never... I've still not gone round to it. I believe it's probably been nigh on two years, hasn't it? Um, but hopefully we'll get there one day. Um, next question. Basely 10 These are all from Twitter, by the way. That's why they've got odd names, like got numbers in their name, not odd name, nothing wrong with Baisley, nothing wrong with Paul Connor, obviously, but Baisley 10. Would I do a collab, collab with his club, Northwich Vicks? Absolutely. No, like I just said, there's no club too, but too small that can't get the football stadium print treatment. How do you go about it? Well, normally, if you're a Twitter follower, you'll know that usually decide by poll. So I usually request, um, put a request on Twitter, give me some suggestions of clubs, and then I pick three or four at random and then put them to a poll. And going into it, people tend to think, oh, that's not fair. Um, we're just an amateur club. How are we going to beat a team like Aston Villa? But you'd be surprised. Because if I haven't got, say, what that bigger club done, then I've probably not got any followers of that club. So it's down to the person who's... I usually try and get it down to the person who suggested it. Get the votes in. And like that last poll, Greenlaw... Managed to get 400 votes, which is enough to win any of my polls, hands down. So yeah, Northwich, Northwich Vicks, absolutely, I'd absolutely like to do that. We'll, we'll, I think I said in the Twitter comment, just keep an eye out for the suggestions. When they're there, make sure you get your voice heard, and we'll get it in a poll and hopefully it'll win and we'll get it done. Or like that last poll we did, if it turns out that it's... that you put in such an amazing performance that I can't ignore it, we get it done anyway. But yeah. <clears throat> as far as the question goes, absolutely, I absolutely would work with them and get your ground done. Next up, we have Pappy Boyle, and he asked, what was the first brand of onion rings? Well, Pappy Boyle is a friend of mine, and what he's getting at is the fact that the other day, 
he said something stupid, <laughs> which isn't unusual for the man. But he was saying that he was going to be having for his tea salt and vinegar onion rings. And I was like, why are you lying? What, what went wrong with your life that you need to be lying about onion rings? Because if an onion ring is salt and vinegar flavor, one, they don't exist. What's he talking about? Because And two, if an onion ring is salt and vinegar flavoured, well, it's not an onion ring anymore, is it? It's salt and vinegar ring. So what's he on about? Why is he lying? Like I said to him, what, what happened? What happened in your life that's making you lie about onion rings and what you're having for your tea? But anyway, if the question was, what are the best onion rings? And we're not talking about the fried onion rings you get from the chippy. I'm assuming you get onion rings in the chippy in England. I mean, I've not been at the chippy very often down here because maybe it's just London, but I've not found the the chippies in England are just they can't compete with Scotland. I'm not. Is it, you've got about four things on the menu for a start: sausage, chicken, then about three different fish. I don't get it. Where's your mock chop? Where's your fruit pudding? Where's your black pudding? Where's your white pudding? Where's your um king rib? Jesus, where's the king rib? Where's your pizzas? Not just a normal pizza. Where's your fried pizza? So I don't go into the chippies very often down here. So maybe you do get onion rings. I don't know. But there's n in any case, those aren't the onion rings I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the ones at a bag. Oh yeah, that roof's looking good. Hold on. I've not, the side of that, the back of that stand's not done right. Right, I'll need to fix that. Um, the, it's the, the crisps. Now, which brand came first? It's not about, I don't care, I'm changing your question. What brand came first? What grand, brand is the best? Well, I can't remember the name of the brand, but they were about at the same time as... Tangy Tom's crisps, the 5p crisps. Can't remember who made Tangy Tom's. I think Tangy Tom's are still on the go now, but they're definitely made by someone else. So they've been bought over by Walkers or some big, uh, big brand. But it was way back in the day when the crisp you could get crisps for 5p, and it would have been the ones you bought alongside Tangy Tom's. But if you were doing that, I don't know why you were buying onion rings anyway, just get Tangy Toms, they're better. Tangy Toms are now and always will be the king of the crisps. Transformer snacks. Mm. They were up there. They were definitely up there. I would say Again, back in the day, when they had flavour, now they're a bit, it's just, just something not right. It's lacking, it's missing. Maybe it's my tongue, maybe I'm just old. I'm older now and they, they're not what they used to be, but the King of the Crisp was the Tangy Tom. That brush beside Stephen for that lining, that line is wrong. Get that thickened up a bit. There we go. So that's not answered his question, but I don't mind because his question was wrong <laughs> and unworthy. But that's better. Um, the King of the Crisp is Tangy Tom. Tangy Tom's. Really all I wanted to do was get round 
to speaking about Tangit Toms. And the final question was from Stevie the Mo, what year, if you could do time travel, what year would it go back to? Um, I can't remember the year. But I remember the sort of feelings and things that we were doing and getting up to. And it would have been things like going to the Citrus Club in Edinburgh for a night out and getting absolutely tanked on Red Stripe tins of Red Stripe because that's what they sold behind the bar there dancing to indie music if you could call it dancing what what I did that period of time where you were just young you didn't you were you had you had a job so you had a bit of money in your pocket it wasn't massive you lived with your pals you'd have fallen out with those pals but then by the weekend you've all you've made up again and you're way out on the lash and you're going to the same pubs but then every so often you're like right this weekend we're going to go on a pub crawl this is in Edinburgh we're going to go on a pub crawl but we're not allowed to go in any pubs that one of us has ever been in before and then we'll go out and try a different club and the clubs were always the sort of same indie try to get somewhere that had like indie music if possible I'm trying to think what age I would have been. Mid twenties? Yeah. Mid twenties. Got a job. Bunch of good looking lads. Where's that final? Um floodlight. And then when you weren't working. You had like a PlayStation 2 or a GameCube, Nintendo 64, whatever it was, you had it then. You'd sit and play Tiger Woods against each other back when you could you, you could develop your players so you kept getting better and better and you could have crazy spin and we had, well it was green and regulation bonus you would get and it would, it would pop up GIR bonus. But for some reason we called it a get it right up your bonus. So a GRI bonus. What was it? You got like fairway bonuses, green and regulation bonus. It was a thing where this you, you've hit a long putt and the screen would go into like a... You know it was full screen but then it would end up getting the black lines at the top and the bottom. So the screen shrunk like it was honing in on the, on the shot. Back playing that. Back being so skint, you would end up having a pal that was so skint that you would end up going to cash converters and <laughs> pawning his PlayStation so you had enough money to go out at the weekend. <laughs> oh, brilliant days. So what that, what that would have been, what am I, 40 now, 41? Yeah, so we're talking like 15, 16 years ago. So whatever that, 2004, 2005. There we go, that's when I'd go back to those times. Yeah. Plus, it would be nice just to go back to a time where I could eat a kebab. Oh, what happened there? Um, I could eat a kebab and sorry, I'm I'm looking for a layer that I've lost. Yeah. Now what? Because I'm forty. If I eat a kebab, that's it. That weight's staying on 
Well, that, that, that weight's never going anywhere. That weight's staying on. You might as well just accept you've just eaten that kebab and you're never... You're never getting rid of that weight. But it's back then. Back then. I could eat what, you could eat whatever the hell you wanted. Didn't matter. But it's now, Jesus. I'm still running off Christmas cheese that I had this year. I'll, I think I'll always be running off Christmas cheese. So there we go, 2004 was it? Oh my word, this is looking great. I just need to put a football pitch in there. Make sure I can get that lined up properly. That's going to look a beaut. I need to also get that switched around so it's got a white version for a green t-shirt. That is going to look fantastic. We're at 51 minutes, oh my god. Very sorry for going on for so long. Now, like I said with this Panathinaikos one, I believe that the clover in the east stand is no longer there, but I've stuck it back in. And I like that one. I like how that one's looking. Part of me wants to stick in some of the houses in the background as well. Will I? Or am I just going to end it there? Well, I'm going to end talking there because I've got nothing else to say. But thank you very much, Paul, Blazy, Pappy and Stevie the Mo for your questions. They were good. I like reminiscing about Tangy Toms and being able to eat kebabs. It was a nice surprise finding that I'd done 90 non-league grounds. And also, hopefully, Baisley will get Northwich done at some point. Uh, also, thanks to Paul Pete Bogdus for the Panathinaikos suggestion. It's looking grand. I can't wait to get that available for everyone to see. And just one final last plug. If you do have a square pair... A square... Ugh. We'll start that again. If you do have a spare quid, please consider signing up to my Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash footballstadiumprints.com Nope, you don't have to do another .com. You all know how the internet works. Don't listen to me. Follow your heart. Um, and you'll be putting a... As well as all the other benefits, you'll get put into a draw to win pages from my sketchbook with added watercolour. So there we go. Let's wrap that up. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. <laughs> Speak to you next time. Bye.